In today's show, we're looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball, including the big news on Anthony Davis and his injury. Heard that one before, Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and Substack, joshlloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepix.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got stuff to talk about. Let's just get straight in. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> the most added players in fantasy basketball. Number one, not a surprise here. We talked about this yesterday in one of the shows. I think it was a streaming show. I think it was a streaming show. Anyway, or maybe the What to Watch For show. It was probably both. Right, that we talked about the potential of Thomas Bryant. And this is why when injuries happen, we don't necessarily know the diagnosis. There are certain situations where you just grab the guy and you figure it out later. And one of them is if Andrew Davis gets hurt, you grab Thomas Bryant. And if, you, if he doesn't miss any time, oh, well, you've, you've you wasted an ad, whatever. But if he does, the value is there. There aren't many of those situations and it doesn't often happen to say wing players, but point guards and centers... There's often a one-for-one one replacement for those guys. And there's going to be not necessarily a one-for-one one replacement, but a solid enough replacement here with Davis out and Thomas Bryant stay. Now, just before we can... Thomas Bryant is a must-add everywhere. We'll talk about a little bit more of the other ways that this can go in a second, but Thomas Bryant's a must-add everywhere. The Anthony Davis situation itself is weird. All right, so if we just go through the timeline of the, the big two and Woj and um, Shams. So... ESPN reporting, Anthony Davis, this is Woj, is expected to miss multiple weeks. Okay, that's not good. Shams, Anthony Davis is expected to miss, miss at least a month. Uh-oh, a month, at least. And then Shams follows it up by saying, ooh, Lake, Lakers are bracing for an indefinite absence for their star, sources say. Anyone know what the injury is? Anyone want to know anything about it? You know what that does? It scares the shit out of me. Right, that is, that scares me. You're saying he's out for multiple weeks, at least a month, indefinitely, but we don't know what for. We don't know. We know it's a foot injury, but why? Foot um, fracture, foot ligament sprain, Jones fracture. Um, what is it? Zion's foot injury, Ben Simmons' foot injury, KD's foot injury, James Harden's foot injury. No idea. Absolutely no idea. But all this stuff is really worrying. So I would have zero interest in acquiring Anthony Davis in a buy low. Yes, it could work out for you. You give up a top 90 player. That's fine. That's a totally expendable player to give up to get him. But I am very scared of what this means. You are ruling him out, reporters, for at least a month indefinitely. And we allegedly don't know the injury. Bullshit. This is, hey, um, you're up for the season, Anthony Davis. Oh, no. 
Let's get a second opinion. That's what that screams. I, I've got no idea if that's true. But that is, that is, all that is really troubling to me. So I am worried. And you should be worried. I think. It doesn't You don't panic. You don't do anything dumb with it. But I definitely wouldn't be inviting that panic onto my team by trading for Anthony Davis. Unless it was for a very low-end asset. Now, in saying back to waiver wire stuff, this is going to take us a little bit of time because this is the big story, right? Thomas Bryant is the ad. Will he play 35 minutes a night? No way, right? No chance. There could be a situation where he dicks us over and he plays 22 and Damian Jones plays 17 and Winion Gabriel plays 10 and LeBron plays at center. We have seen it before, right? This could be a big boon to LeBron's value. Bryant does not replace Davis. He does not play 35 minutes. He might play 26. He might play 28. He might play 20. Gabriel might get chances. Jones might get chances. It opens up stuff for other players as well. How many times have I said in this show, I want nothing to do with Dennis Schroeder. As he sits there with three other usage guys, he never gets it. Oh, one of those guys is gone now. So Schroeder's value goes up. He's at least a 14-team league guy and gets value in 12s. Austin Reeves, we love what he does on the court. Really, really valuable player, but he didn't touch it enough. So does he get some extra touches? Probably. I would prioritize both Schroeder and um, Reeves ahead of, say, someone like uh, Alonny Walker. Hello. Although I do believe that Walker will see a bit of an increase in usage. I still don't think he's going to be a 12-team league guy because he just suffers from so many other areas of the game. And his issue has been ongoing efficiency as well as doing nothing in other areas. And Davis's absence is not going to impact the other areas for him or probably his efficiency. But there is a multitude of options here. Bryant's the clear one. Schroeder and Reeves are the under-the-radar guys to look at. And then deeper leagues, it's Gabriel and Jones. Maybe Troy Brown steps up into deeper formats. Um, as much as, as good as it is for LeBron maybe to play more at center for his fantasy numbers, if Davis is done or out for a long time and LeBron passes the record from Kareem, how does LeBron's ankle feel, you reckon? That, that's, that becomes a problem. Shout out to the Pelicans for having the Lakers uh, un, unprotected pick. That should be good for them. All right, let's look at... Hopefully that's covered everything. And I know you're going to drop comments down below, which go ahead. I, I want you to go do those. Drop, drop those comments and, and you chat about Tom Bryant and Anthony Davis and the replacements here as well. Um, the other most added players. Now, I, I know I, I do a show every year explaining sound drops, but sometimes new ones come in during the season, and that's exactly what happened with Will Barton. So many people don't know what it is. Here is your explainer. I won't do it again until we get to that show later on. Just go to a YouTube video called Rocket Eid, Rocket Eid, E-A-D-E, Rocket Eid, Will Minson, M-I-N-S-O-N, and watch that video. That's it. That's what it's from. Rocket Eid, Will Minson. I had someone tell me, I think it's from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, no. Rocket Eid, Will Minson. Anyway, people are adding Will Barton. There are a couple of um, classic chase or overreactions in the most added, most drops today. And the Barton one was great, but no. Like, I just no interest in him long term. I get it for today. There's, they play a Sunday. We'll see how it goes. He's playing better, but I, I don't like it long term. Quentin Grimes, I do. I'm really interested in what Grimer is doing at the moment. Um... It is tenuous because if the shot falls away at all and he's shooting well above averages, there's nothing else really to fall back on. But what he's doing is solid enough. Nazareth Reed. Well, this is just insurance in case Gobert is out. And it's totally okay. 
It was awesome last game. Unbelievable. Really hard to leave that on the wire. I would very clearly add Bryant over Reed. Very clearly. I would add Bryant over a Kongwu. Easily. Um, but Reed's a solid add. DiVincenzo added in most spots. Expect DiVincenzo's value to go down when Wiggins returns. But Wiggins is still out. He's out for a few more games. I don't know when he's going to be back. Curry's out for a while. Good add. So's uh, the big fella. Been really good. Mo Wagner, most games. I, I like him as a 12 10 league guy, as I do with Jalen Duran. Less interested in Kevon Looney. I think people are chasing that almost triple double that he had. I don't think that he is worth a 12 team league ad. Yes, um, there is stream value for him playing on Sunday, but that's, I think, really uh, about it. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not your traditional daily fantasy. It's, in fact, daily fantasy made easy. It's just you versus player projections, not up against thousands of other competitors who spend their entire life putting lineups together with salary caps. You just look at it, Kevon Looney over under six and a half points, you go over or under. You look at Dante DiVincenzo over under four and a half assists, you go over or under. And you get two to six of those individual player projections, put them into one lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's that easy. You can do this in over 30 US states, you can do it in Canada, and you can do it in under 60 seconds. It's not just the NBA, though, you need to do. You can do it for NFL. You can do it for NHL. You can do it for college football. You can do it for college basketball, women's college basketball, and men's college basketball. You can do it for golf. You can do it for NASCAR. You can do it for MMA. You can do it for boxing. You can do it for eSports. And you can do it for disc golf, but that shouldn't even be a question. You know you're going to be able to do it for disc golf. Of course you do. So download the PrizePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix gives you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Today's episode is also brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Or test that electric vehicle you've been eyeing off to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. All right. Let's look at the most dropped players. Most of these, I agree with. Some, I think, are overreactions. Let's see if you can figure out which ones are, are which. Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, why were you persisting with him? He should have been dropped ages ago. Right? I know that he had that one big game, but you, he had one of the worst games I've ever seen yesterday. You cannot rely upon him in any 12-team format. Andrew Nempard. It was worth a look. We saw what happened when Halliburton was out. We wanted to see what happened when Halliburton came back. It didn't happen. See you later. Easy call. Caleb Martin. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah. Yeah. They've only got two games this week. He's a subpar player who's really benefited over the last few weeks from injuries and a positive schedule. He does not have that anymore. Bye-bye, Caleb Martin. Tory Craig. I'm not so sure about that. He's not great. And Josh Okogie is cutting into his minutes. In fact, no, you know what? Change my mind. Get that garbage out of here! 
He's totally fine as a stream, but if you're not playing 28 minutes and Joshua Kogi's cutting in, then you're not use, you're not useful to us. See you later. This one, Larry Nance Jr. Yes, I know he was bad yesterday, but my guys, settle down. Settle down. Three of these top four most dropped players on Yahoo are insane. Jock Landale. Jock Landale? Yeah, drop him. All right. Cool. You streamed him in for that game where Aiton was out. It worked out okay for you. Whatever. All right. Drop him. No problem. Larry Nance? No. The Bronco. Jalen Williams. Broncos country. Let's ride. Yes. Last game, Gideon and Shea were out and he stunk. He was really, really bad. But did you did you have him on your roster for that one game? You go, I just wait. I'm holding him for one game that Shea and Gideon are out. And if he sucks, he's gone. Maybe that's what people do. Everyone added him for that game and then dropped him. And for that, I understand because they don't see the long-term picture. And he still remains the same sort of guy. A guy providing very back-end 12-team league value, maybe it's even 14-team league value, with ability to get more consistent and better as the season goes on. He stunk. There is no debate in that. That was terrible from him yesterday. I would not have reacted that way. But that is not as egregious as dropping Walker Kessler. Like, is everybody okay? Kessler didn't play particularly well last game. He only got like 15 minutes. He just wasn't, he just wasn't on. But no, you don't drop him. Please, my God. If someone drops Walker Kessler, I don't think I'd even... I wouldn't drop Walker Kessler to add Tom Bryant. I don't think I'd do that. Do not drop Walker Kessler. Jesus. No, he needs to be added. Needs to be added if he was dropped. Let's look at droppable players. What does this mean? If they're on your roster, consider them they don't need to be there, especially in a 12-team format. In 14s, it gets a little bit different. These are likely your worst player. And when you're looking to activate off IR or stream guys in, or take that flyer on a Thomas Bryant. Here you go. Sadiq Bay. why are we still holding him? Told you he was no good. He's not good. His minutes are down. They might go up at other times, but he's not good. And yes, me saying not good is a very relative term. He's a very, very good basketball player. He's a solid NBA rotation player, but he's not a particularly good fantasy player. He's not an NBA starter caliber player. And he's struggling at the moment. Uh, yeah, Sticks. Jalen Smith. You know what Smith reminds me of? Last season with Isaiah Stewart. I do not like the player. I do not think Isaiah Stewart is a good player. I did not think Jalen Smith was a good player. All right, same thing. But you look at their teams and what you hear from their teams, they are going to be starting, locked in, good role. You go, all right, a big man who can block some shots, who can shoot a little bit, who can be efficient, who can grab rebounds. That's really, really viable and fancy. It's really useful. So let's let's take a flyer on these guys. And then, inevitably, they suck because they're not good. Like what happened with Isaiah Stewart last season, who has improved this season. He is still very, very mid. And Jalen Smith is just bad. And that starting job that he was promised lasted 30% of the season, and he's done now. He's on the bench. He's the backup center behind Miles Turner. And let's be honest, Isaiah Jackson's a better backup center than Jalen Smith is. He might be out of the rotation at some point. Because he is not good. So, you know, I've got to do a better job of working or, or looking at that and going, well, I don't believe the player is good. And sometimes that gets you into trouble. I don't believe or I, I don't believe that Lonnie Walker is good. And he played some good basketball to start the season. I don't believe that DeAndre Hunter is good. There you go. I don't believe that Bol Bol is a very good player either. I think he shows really interesting flashes, but defensively, he's a complete mess. But he's getting all these minutes at the moment that he's lately into bigger production. But we'll see where that le- leads things moving forward. I don't know. 
And yeah, I fell into that trap with Smith. He's not good. Why are they signing him? Why are they starting him? What are you guys doing? Oh, well, I guess if you're doing it, you must know something. Yeah, it turns out, no, they didn't. He's bad. And yeah, he's a droppable player. That's a, just a big round. It's just me sort of getting my own thought process behind it. Is that you look at the numbers and you try and project this stuff out and you go, well, if they've got faith in something is going to happen. But I guess not. But sometimes it does happen. It is it is always the fine little path we have to tread. John Wall, no, what do we? No, there's no reason to hold John Wall in 12 team leagues. I I don't understand it. Yes, if Reggie Jackson's out, he starts, he kills your percentages, he he gets assists. He's an assist streamer. That's it. And even then, it's up and down. And Grant Williams, not only did he not do anything when a lot of players were out, now he's got other players back. He just is the least exciting player. Like if you want to froth turnovers, just keep Anthony Davis in your starting lineup. Williams just doesn't do enough to be a 12-team league guy. In points leagues, and this goes for categories as well, I think. Lonnie Walker, I wouldn't bother. Yes, he gets a marginal reprieve with the Davis injury. I just don't think it impacts him that much. Derek White, I've got no interest in holding White. Yes, today, Jason Tatum is out. That will help him. It's personal reasons. It's not an injury. It's not a long-term thing, we hope. Um, but Derek White doesn't need to be rostered. Jalen Smith, yes, we just talked about it. And Jalen McDaniels. They have Jalen McDaniels is now the seventh man on that team. Like, I don't want a seventh man who might play 22 minutes a night as a must-roster player. There's no way that that's the case. Um, yeah. I don't, don't think it needs to be rostered. Simple, I think. I hope it's simple. Do you disagree with any of those? Today's episode is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know what it does. It protects your privacy, protects your security online, but it does more than that. It can give you access to larger media libraries. You've gone through all of the Netflix you want to watch. It's all done. Yeah, what am I going to do now? I know. I'll get ExpressVPN, change my country, and unlock a whole new library. I can go check Korean dramas. I can use ExpressVPN to see Parasite off South Korean Netflix. Simple. So easy to do. So it's not just Netflix. So you can do it for BBC iPlayer, for Hulu, for YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. I'm aware of that. But the reason that you should use ExpressVPN, why I use ExpressVPN, is it's fast. It's blindingly fast. There's no buffering. There's no lag. And you can stream in HD, no problems. It works on all your devices as well. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now. And you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. It's got a must roster players. These are just guys that I have projected top 100 for the rest of the season that are available in over 20% of leagues. He's still there, Kelly Linick. Okay, come on. Let's do it. Mitch Robinson. Haven't hit the Mitch Robinson sound for a while. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. I think both Killian Hayes and Walker Kessler are in that must roster territory. There will be ups and downs, but they are guys that you do not want to leave on the wire. In points leagues, it's a similar list. Killian Hayes, Mitchell Robinson, Stephen Adams. I think he's probably must roster across both formats, but he is definitely a 12-team league points league guy. And Jaden Ivey is not a category must roster, but I think he is a points league must roster. Let's look at some hot players. These guys are all available. Not all of them. Let's try again. They're all available in over 50% of leagues, but they're top 100 players over the last week. Zach Collins. One of those games with, was with Pirtle back. Now, it was a game that Pirtle was on a minutes restriction. But Collins, even before the Pirtle injury, he was just nudging up against 12-team value, even in like 19 minutes. I don't think that he's a 12-team must roster, but 
while Pirtle gets back to full speed, why not? Frank Kaminsky's a top 100 player list. I know that sounds disgusting, but it is true. And while Capella is out, Kaminsky's the backup behind a Kongwu. There's at least some 14-team league value there. Tyus Jones, we've gone over a million times. Jar out, Tyus in. Jar out, Tyus in. And maybe it's worth just holding Tyus the whole time, waiting for Jar to go out. It's always something like that bloke, it feels like. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, playing really well. It does help that Sexton is out, and it helped that Conley was limited in minutes. And I don't know if Alexander Walker is going to maintain this, but he is ahead of Fallow Hyfe and Taylor Horton Tucker and is at least a 14-team league stream option for now. Austin Reeves, we just spoke about. He's worth a look. He's top 100 over the last week. Davis is out. I think he's a really good player. And again, just so I don't get confused, he's a very good player in his role. Upside is limited, but he's a really good role player. And, and the Lakers third best player, maybe? No, it's, it is probably still Russ, but you know. Reeves is better than Walker. Um... Is worth a look. Oladipo, top 100. That's on the back of five steals last game. But what I'm most encouraged about with Vic is 30-plus minutes in the last two games. It looks like he's going to just murder Max Struess' value. I don't think that Vic is a 12-team league guy. But top 100 is real because it's what he's actually done. And the minutes are more encouraging. So he's probably probably a 14-team 14, 14 league guy. And then the Duck, Luke Kennard's playing well. But... I don't trust that for a second in any 12 or 14 team leagues, to be honest. Let's look at some deeper league guys who are available in under 10 or available in over 90% of leagues. Dennis Schroeder is definitely a 14 team league out. I could make the argument for 12 with Davis out. Zach Collins, I just talked about, nice 14 teamer. Nico Batum, it is going to be up and down, but solid for 14. Terrence Davis, I like in 16 team leagues in Sacramento. Joshy Richardson, yes, he's questionable at the moment. There's going to be all sorts of shenanigans with him, but as a 16 team league guy, he works. Timothy John McConnell's in 16-teamers. Those assists are just impossible to find. Jeremy Sohan in 16. Sohan now! And Eric Gordon's available in basically every league. And yes, it will fall away at some point, but in 16-team leagues, he should be rusted. Some other names that are worth us considering. The Rabbit Hunter, Alex Caruso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. His assists and steals make him worthwhile as a 12-team league guy. Just that alone. You've got to deal with the other stuff, but that alone makes him worth it. Kobe White. I don't think there's a 12-team ad here, but he's playing better. He's scoring okay. He's hitting threes. He's maybe better than Ayo Sumu. He's getting minutes ahead of Dragic. He's at least someone to keep an eye on. Damian Jones, we just talked about. Deeper league, well, not just at the start of the show. Deeper league center, who'll be the backup to Bryant, but could easily take minutes off him. Watch him. Kemba Walker was great last game. 40-plus minutes. Remember, though, Doncic and Dinwiddie were out, but Walker was great. That just means that we really keep an, our eye on Kemba as a streamable player. I do not think he's a 12-team league ad. Yuta Watanabe shooting the lights out. More minutes than TJ Warren last game. Really impacting Seth Curry. He's at least a 14-team stream option. Colin Sexton should be returning soon. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy, so just be aware of that. Isaiah Jackson. Isaiah Jackson's interesting. I don't think there's any point in holding him in 12-team leagues, but what I do think could happen is that uh, we see Jalen Smith is trash and Jackson takes the backup center spot back from him. And then that would further increase his value if Turner is traded. That hasn't happened yet. I feel pretty okay about dropping Isaiah Jackson in 12-team leagues, but he's obviously someone we want to really watch closely to see how that dynamic plays out. And then Gary Payton, who is returning maybe soon. I don't know. It's been the longest injury of all time. He's been reconditioning for six weeks, apparently. Must be the unfittest bloke in the world. Um, so we want to watch Gaz Payton. I don't think he's got 10 or 12 or f maybe even 14 team league appeal, 
But we'll see what his role is, where he fits in, and what his minutes look like when he comes back. But just keep an eye on that. That'll do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, please thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.